It's a difference between failing and being a failure. If, you, if things don't work out, if you don't produce the results you want, that's all. But don't confuse who you are with the results that you produce. That's Les Brown. And this is the Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Monday. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. And as always, I appreciate you tuning in with me today. And we have Les Brown back. And today he's going to encourage us to go out and to live our dreams, but in a way that is contrary to what most of the personal development world goes out and says. And that is to start really, really small. And after getting your feet wet, you kind of check in with yourself and ask yourself, is this something that I really enjoy doing? And if not, that's okay. I mean, honestly, I couldn't tell you the amount of things that I've tried in the past that just it didn't end up being the thing that I once thought it was. And that was okay. It just takes time and it takes you continually trying new things, following your interest and just continually checking in with yourself and then also giving yourself the grace if it doesn't work out. Because the truth is we can't look at the things that we try as a failure and instead what we can look at it as is a lesson or as an investment in yourself. So let's go out and take the small incremental steps to be the best that we can be and to go out as Les Brown says and live our dreams. Here's Les Brown. Enjoy. Decide to do it now. Decide whatever you want to do that you are now going to become actively involved right now exploring the possibilities for you that you're gonna look at it and do just a little bit of it right now. When I decided to become a speaker, I didn't just quit my job and just ran out and say, I'm a motivational speaker, no. What I did was I decided to start looking at other people that were involved in the speaking profession. I volunteered to work with some speakers so that I could learn. Whatever you wanna do, get your feet wet. Gain some experience doing some volunteer work in the area and find out whether or not this thing you wanna do will fit for you. A friend of mine told me he wanted to have a restaurant. I said, have you ever operated a restaurant before? He said, no. I said, well, really, you don't even know if you want one. I said, what's your expertise? What do you bring to the table? He said, I can cook real good. I said, well, what about the management side? What about the business part of the restaurant? You're not gonna be cooking all the time. Somebody's got to receive the money. Who's gonna manage the personnel? He said, you got it right, you got a point there. So this guy got a job in a restaurant in the evening time on a part-time basis. After doing that for a while, he said, you know what? I think I just wanna be a chef. (laughs) He said, after working there, people didn't show up to work. He, He said, it's hard to find the help. People weren't responsible, the headaches, the guests were just giving him problems day in and day out. They weren't ever satisfied. He said, no, I just think I'll stick to cooking. (laughs) See, you gotta find out what fits for you. 
Because you might decide that after you go up in there and examine it and experience it and, and get some experience and the about on it, well, you say, this is really not what I want. This does not fit for me. So decide that you're going to do that. Now, John H. Johnson said something that's very important. He said, there is no defense against an excellence that meets a pressing public need. See, whatever you decide to do, look at it and find out what is it that I have that I could bring to the table that can begin to enable me to ensure that I could be successful in this. Where is the opening for you? There's room for you out here, out here in the arena called life. There's room for you to come out and live your dream. Don't allow but to keep you in the corner, or keep you up in the bleachers, looking at life, being a spectator, not being a participant, making a difference in life. I believe that all of us came here with something. All of us showed up to give something and that nobody, but nobody's going to give that service that you have to give. No one's gonna produce your product. No one's gonna write your book. No one's gonna open your academy. No one's gonna begin to create your daycare with a special curriculum to help to cultivate the high self-esteem in our children. That's your idea. And if you don't bring your idea out here, when you die, all of us will suffer because we've been deprived of your genius because you allowed but to keep you in the bleachers and not pursuing your greatness. You take it to your grave with you. And that's what most people do. I think that's why the guy said that many people die at age 21 and don't get buried until they're 65. They're walking dead. You can tell them by the way they walk. <laughs> How they look in the face. When they speak to you. I was giving a speech at this high school and a lady came after school. She said, Mr. Brown, I want to talk to you about my son. I said, what is it? She said, he's not motivated. <laughs> I said, I wonder why. You got to have energy, ladies and gentlemen. You got to have life. If you're excited about what you're doing, even in the area of selling, you know people don't buy because of logical reasoning. People buy because of your way of feeling. People don't like to be around dead people. No, no, let the dead bury the dead. No, no, keep them away from me before they grab you and run a hole over to you. <laughs> so the fact that, that whatever you do, you want to be excited about it. You want to have the kind of excitement that is so contagious that people want to be around you. Because whatever you're doing, whatever you talk to people about this particular idea that you have, they're looking at you and they want to know, do you believe it? And are you the kind of person they want to be in business with? And if you're not positive, if you're not energetic, if you're not fired up about it, how can you expect anybody else to be fired up about your idea? Am I right? All right, re repeat after me, please. I'm going to be fired up about my dream. I'm going to go at it with everything I got. Shake somebody's hand on your right and left and say, you got what it takes. <laughs> there are a lot of people who say, but I tried once or twice and it didn't work out. And so they use that as an excuse not to ever come out again. Guy said, um, if at first you don't succeed, you're running about average. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so if you have come out here with an idea and it didn't work out, 
two or three times, well, that's all right. You're running about average. You know, I heard something, a, a, a jarring question. It says, why is it that people prefer known hells to unknown heavens? You know why? Because it's comfortable, ladies and gentlemen. I remember I was in um, a service once, and I heard Dr. Johnny Coleman give this example. She talked about a man who had been captured behind the enemy lines in a war and was sentenced to, to be killed or another option. The captain said to the guy, listen, he said, tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock, you can face the firing squad or you can go out this door over here. And the guy said, what's out the door? He said, no one knows. All we can tell you is just unknown horrors. He thought, and the next morning, he selected the firing squad. After the shots rang out, the captain's secretary said, what's beyond that door? And he said, freedom. But very few people would select to do it because it's unknown. See, a lot of people never live their dreams. A lot of people never do the things they want to do. A lot of people stay on jobs where they're miserable. I read an article called, Is Your Job Making You Sick? A lot of people, some of y'all know about that already here. <laughs> so go on and say amen, it's all right. <laughs> That one lady told me, she said, Les, I, when I used to go to work, she said, when I stepped in the door, it felt like a refrigerator dropped on my shoulders. How many of y'all understand that kind of feeling? <laughs> they were miserable, just hated to go after 60 minutes on Sunday afternoon. Or come Monday morning, my head used to throb. I just couldn't take it. Didn't want to go sometime just, just for the heck of it. I just drive on by. <laughs> <laughs> I used to hate to go to work. Many of us choose an active living death. Many of us are walking dead. The walking dead. That we're not doing what we want to do. Many of us stay in relationships where we're dying together rather than growing and expanding and living together. We're miserable, but because we don't have the courage to see ourselves beyond that relationship that has turned toxic. We go through life living dead people. And you can always tell couples that have been together for a little while. <laughs> go in a restaurant, the one sitting side by side, giggling and talking to each other, feeding each other with their fork and spoon. They just got together for one week. You see them in the car, they're sitting all up each other, hugging and smoking. Oh, they've been together about three days, all right? <laughs> but if you see people sitting in the restaurant, two people, you know, see a couple, and they're sitting in front of each other. <laughs> Takes so long for this food, I wonder when they're gonna hurry up. Those are the married ones. <laughs> oh, but what if I know people have been married for years, living in two separate rooms? Sleeping in two separate beds, well, it's cheaper to keep it. Not necessarily. <laughs> it's according to the price you want to pay. See, the price of peace of mind, the price of living the truth, of being honest with yourself and say, wait a minute, it's got to be more than this. So you've got to decide, wait, wait. Even if I 
I, things don't work out, even if I experience defeat or failure, that does not make me a failure. It's a difference between failing and being a failure. If, you, if things don't work out, if you don't produce the results you want, that's all. But don't confuse who you are with the results that you produce. I used to be a state legislator in Columbus, Ohio. And I remember once I was going to introduce some legislation on the floor, and after getting that legislation passed, um, a guy came up behind me, and he had some legislation that I opposed him on that. And I was about to stand up to debate this guy, and the guy next to me said, excuse me, don't, don't debate that guy. Why? Do you know who that is? I said, no. That's Wilkowski from Toledo. That's a bad dude. He's a lawyer, Les. That man can debate. I don't care. I'm Les Brown. Maybe Brown's ball. <laughs> Mr. Speaker, he said, the gentleman from the 29th House District said, yes, sir, to tell the gentleman I'd like to take him on, challenge him on this legislation. He said, Wilkowski said, I would more than like to, Mr. Speaker. Everybody would say, whoa. I asked him some questions. He responded. I said, I wonder why I asked that man that question. <laughs> Wilkowski wore me out. I mean, I was so embarrassed, I just limped back to my room with my yes, I can attitude. <laughs> However, here's what I learned. When you win, see, if I win a debate, I win because of what I know. When I lose, I lose because what I don't know. So I had to check out what is it that I did not know. I wasn't prepared. I did not do enough research. I did not do my homework. So he handled me like he wanted to. So I came back again. I waited on some other legislation, did my whole work, but he was more than able to take me out again. But pretty soon, each time it would take him, it would become a little bit more difficult and a little bit more difficult. And the older guy said, would you argue in behalf of, of this legislation for me? I said, sure. I started volunteering to do work in the legislative committees for the older guys. I said, absolutely. And the more I did it, the better I became. And then people began to start respecting me. And when I would ask and say, Mr. Speaker, I'd like to speak on that bill. Some guy's lips start trembling and stuff like Jimmy. I don't know. Oh, wait a minute. Is there anything wrong? Do we have a problem here? <laughs> but if I wasn't willing to be humiliated, if I wasn't willing to allow myself to be embarrassed, if I wasn't willing to be de debated and defeated, if I wasn't willing to look at it and say, well, I, I, I'm just not good as I'm going to be. You know what that lady say? Lord, I ain't what I want to be, ain't what I'm going to be, but thank God I show ain't what I was. Big thanks to Les Brown for stopping by. I got this clip from YouTube and it is entitled Les Brown Decide to Do It Now, an all-time best motivational speech. And if you'd like to connect with Les, you can go to his website, lesbrown.com. His Instagram is the Les Brown, and his latest book is entitled You've Got to Be Hungry, The Greatness Within to Win. And we also have a previous episode section where you can go back and check out all the past episodes that he has been on the show. And they will all be in the show description along with a link to today's entire talk. So, all right, that is a wrap for me. When you get a chance, please leave a rating and review. And as always, I appreciate you taking out the time to do that. And that is it for me. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll see you back here Wednesday. So. Until then, stay strong. Later.